Hello everyone, welcome to episode 11. Eleven of Are We Still Here podcast. Uh, my name's Sasha, and I'm Jess. And today we have a guest with us. Um, I've, I I name drop my mum quite a lot on these podcasts just because she's into fitness, and um, you know we 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 talk a lot about all this stuff. So sometimes I'll say, Oh yeah, my mum said this. My mum said this. So we thought because I'm visiting um, my parents in Italy for the first time in a year, I thought we may as well just have her on um, as a bit of a guest. So mother. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Sasha's mother. <laughs> My name's Faiza, but everybody calls me Fai. Lovely. Um, and I'm so happy to be on this podcast because I was just saying to Jess and Sash that when I'm doing my walks, getting my steps in, um, I always listen to the podcast and they're having a conversation and I'm thinking, oh, I've got something to say on that. And oh, yes. And oh, yeah. And that's good. And so it's really, I'm very happy to be here and to join in with you. Lovely. So I think it's going to be a great chat. I think um, we want to step away from a bit of an interview process. Obviously, we want it to remain casual how it usually is. Um, but I have written down some questions, but I think that the conversation uh, should flow quite nicely. So I thought, because I know my mum very well, I thought, Jess, <laughs> is there anything that you think you would like to, to start off with? Oh, great question. <laughs> um, well, can I just say, I'm so glad you're here. I've heard so much about you every single week. <laughs> um, I think a good one to start would be, um, what would you say is uh the biggest shift you've seen in the fitness industry over the years from when you first started out to the point that we're at today would be interesting because I think loads changes every couple of years but I see so many trends come and go and I just wanted to know what your thoughts are on that one well my thoughts are definitely body shape the aspirations to have different body shapes because when I first started in fitness nobody wanted a big cheeky bottom <laughs> <laughs> no you know, it was like flat bottoms you know in your jeans you, if you looked at somebody sideways in jeans you didn't want to see a shape of a bottom you just didn't want to see a bottom really yeah so body That's shape. the Kate Moss era isn't it as well yeah body shapes completely different um not necessarily um too much muscle mm which probably isn't that popular now yeah. for some women, you know, oh, I don't want to get bulky. I don't yeah. want to get big. Um, apart from body shape, just fads, you know, just different ways of different ways of getting the same result yeah, from different sure. people. And just uh, for the listeners, can you just, um, we'll obviously go back into this topic, but can you just give us a bit of a background on uh, when you started in the industry and uh, what you, I'm not saying like, um, it was 84 years ago, but <laughs> like, obviously it was quite a long time ago. So just a little bit of a background. Well, when like, I started going to the gym, when you started going to the gym, when you started working within fitness as well. And oh, like, yeah, just, yeah. just as a side note, my mum's uh, 56. Yes, I'm 56. Yeah. So just a little bit of a background and like so, where you started and why you started. And it might take a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> Hope everyone's got a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I won't go I'll, I'll just go a bit very briefly so I started going to the gym in my late teens which is bizarre and gyms were very very new in those days um you just sort of went and ran on a running machine um 
And then I just carried on going to the gym, really. And I used to have a cigarette before and after. Nice. Obviously. Well, a like a rolly. <laughs> no, or... a proper cigarette. Oh, yeah. Post-workout fuel. <laughs> Downhill. Um, and then I just, and it was just sort of part of my life even then. And then it just sort of developed into, I always, it's, you know what's bizarre, I always went regularly, even when I didn't really think about what I was doing. But you know what? I can't really remember where I used to get my programs from oh yeah I think there were, was there internet no, there, no, <laughs> no there i know i know i'm, I'm laughing but honestly it, there wasn't internet. there was no internet so i don't like know magazine. yeah it must have been like um woman's week <laughs> oh god <laughs> but uh we had yeah basically i don't know where i got my program from it must have been from magazines yeah, yeah. and um so that was in, in your late teens yeah and then in your 20s uh, what were you doing as a job then in your 20s in my 20s i was working at a printing company fiery press fiery press in, yes in dorset in dorset yeah. um and i was still obviously smoking i didn't even think about food diet wasn't i didn't even relate diet to um fitness. work fitness Mm-hmm. I did think about dark food, but I didn't put them two together. You know, they weren't compatible at yeah. all. Um, and then for my whole twenties, I just carried on going to the gym. I always went to the gym. Yeah. I never stopped. Mm. And obviously, and then the internet came in. I can't even remember how old I was when the internet started. To be fair, I was actually thinking that before we had this conversation. I can't actually remember. Um, I remember get, getting internet when I was like, I don't know, 13, 14, because it was like the days when like my mum would be like, get off the internet so I can use the phone. <laughs> my mum, my uh, my mum, she's right here. I forgot. She's here. Mum used to put a timer on the oven. <laughs> when we, when um, I used to be obsessed with The Sims, obviously, I, I literally was obsessed with it. I had all the expansion packs and mum used to put a timer for an hour and then um, when they were watching TV, I used to sneak up and add more time. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> and then my brother used to be like, Mom, Sasha, <laughs> put more time. She's, she's still playing Sim. And my brother wanted to play, like, I don't know, Goldeneye or something, <laughs> something shit. Um, but yeah, and then so you were at the Ferry Press and then um, you got into running, am I right? Yes, I did get into running when I was at the, was I, was I running at the Ferry Press? Yeah, because I remember you said you used to run before and after. Oh yes, I did. I used to get up. I'm, I'm very old, so I just have to sort of get, <laughs> I just sort of have to double take She used sometimes. to get a Zimmer frame out. I used to dust it off. Actually, when, I, I forgot to say something, when the children were very little, I mean, we're living in Henley, I yeah. used to do, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. I used to do callous, Calisthenics. No, calisthenics. It was a different one. It was like really tiny little short movements. Oh, right. It was like body movements. Like you'd hold onto a chair <laughs> and like squeeze your buttocks and then release, squeeze, <laughs> release. Like eagles and stuff. Oh, honestly, but I still did it. You know, I was yeah. committed. I'd put the kids to bed nice. and I would do it. You know, so I'm very good. I'm very always very motivated. Yeah. And I, you know, it, it might not have done much, but it's better than doing nothing. Absolutely. Something is always better than nothing. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so late 20s now. You've, late, had, you've had me and Max. I've had you and Max, uh, late 20s. So we'd be in Henley. I wasn't running when we were living in Henley. No? No, mm. you, that started when we were recording. Yeah, you? yeah. I wasn't really, yeah, I was doing that, what I just said. <laughs> 
Butt squeeze and plies by a chair. You're not yeah. a plie. Yeah, ballet. Butt squeeze is drag a cigarette, butt squeeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. a little ciggy. Yeah, well, no, I'd wait. I'd at least wait till I finish my <laughs> butt squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, so it's butt squeezes <laughs> and then the ciggy. <laughs> oh, I've been getting it wrong all this yeah, time. Yeah, the ciggy was the cool down for butt squeeze. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so, yeah. and then we moved to Fordington, so you would have been sort of in your early teens. Yeah, I remember. And I joined a running club. Me and yeah. Tina joined a running you club. Tina and Kath and all that. No, but me and Tina met them at the running club. Oh, I see, okay. Um, and I really got into running. Yeah, you were good, to be fair. Yeah, I was, and I'd go out before work. I started doing this little run that used to take me 30 minutes, and I used to put... That's so funny. I used to put, I used to time it every morning and just try and get a few seconds mm. off it. <laughs> just did it. it religiously. It would rain anything. I would get out and I would do it. Yeah. And then I joined the club and we started to get a bit more serious about it. We'd running with other people, and I started. Oh, I might do a five k. So then I did. Um, what's the famous couch? Couch to 5K? No, the famous 5K for uh, breast cancer. Oh, uh, race race for life. Life. Yeah, I did the race for life. God, yeah. It's been around for ages. Yeah, all right. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I really yeah, did the race for life. on the wireless radio. And I got very serious into my running. And I wish I'd known what I know now when I was running. Mm. I did, when I look back, I did say, you know, my diet for my running was just awful. Signals. Not enough pros, obviously. No, I, I wasn't smoking. Oh, it was a little bit. When I first <laughs> then, obviously, you got into your running, um, and then you did a marathon. Right? Yeah, so we got into running, and with the running club, I met some girls um, who I'm still very friendly with now. We're still a little group, which is great. And um, we put our names down for a marathon, and I trained for my first marathon. I used to run about three or four times a week and we used to up the miles weekly. And my first marathon, I got my time was... And was that oh, in Dorset, the marathon? No, London. My, my first marathon was London Marathon. Yeah. I ran it for um, somebody that had passed away very close to mm -hmm. me. So I ran it for her. And I got, I think it was five... No, it was four hours 50, my first marathon. Yeah. And I, all I said to myself is I'm going to keep doing marathons until I get under four hours okay. 30, nice. which I did in a year. In a year? Wow. I did it in a year. How and many marathons did you do in a year? I did four marathons and a 22-mile race in a year. Jesus. And was that, that was London? L London, Edinburgh, Amsterdam... New Forest, and then the 22 miler. Crikey. <clears throat> London was London the best one? Because that's the only one I've done. So I'm like, have I peaked? I don't know. I need to do another one. <laughs> no, it was the worst. Oh, was it? Oh, great. I can't. Wow. Oh, no, I loved it at the time. But when I look back on the other ones I've done, I prefer the other ones. I'd like to do another one. I think, again, just to try and see if I could Sorry. do a better time. Sorry. No, for sure. Too many people on London Marathon. Amsterdam one would be cool though. Amsterdam was freezing. Oh really? Because it's on you run in October. Oh god. By the canals and it's so cold. And you're even cold when you're running the marathon. No, but you're yeah, but you're yeah, you are yeah. God. You start you get to a point where you start to just plod. <laughs> in my instance. <laughs> what was your time, Jess? 
Uh, I did it in 4.14, but again, I would love to do it now um, and have a bit more of a rigid training structure because I was working two jobs and I was just running where I could. I did no strength alongside it. So I got quite a few niggles and stuff. Like I had a really bad IT band flare up and I got plantar fasciitis on my foot. So I had like six weeks off running while training. So I would love to go back and do it in like a better condition but on the race day I absolutely loved it I had no niggles um I think I've got a video of me sprint finishing because you know cat ego tried to sprint finish got cramp in my hamstring and just fell into the St John's ambulance guy's arms I was like catch me (laughs) (laughs) help me no that's that's so good I mean I couldn't think of anything worse to be honest um but no I just I feel like if people want to do it, oh my God, you know, power to you. But it's weird because I did the same with my half marathons as well. All I wanted to do was get under two hours for a right. half marathon. Yeah. And then I did that eventually. Yeah. And then and I wanted to get under 25 minutes for my 5K. And then once I'd done all that, I never did any more races. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? The goals that you set yourself a little bit. I think that's for me. I would like to go do another one for that reason. But it's, it is strange how that's the driver but when you get there it's like any goal you're like okay cool what next yeah. and then so how old are you when you did your final race oh or like well not the exact age but like I was in Dorset so oh I don't know I don't know well I was just gonna uh... how old were you and then I can work it out <laughs> you, can't, <laughs> you, were, you were much too busy going out <laughs> what and, just, and disappearing <laughs> with boys and stuff <laughs> Was I? Well, that's what you say to me now. What we got up to? No, the places are a lot more illegal than that. Going to parties. Parties in barns. Sasha's whole identity of this podcast has just been ruined in one sentence. I've been like, yeah, I've always just been into it. I love salad. And I'm like, yeah. Just to go off, yeah, just to go off. Mom, can you come pick me up? (laughs) (laughs) How embarrassing, Sash. I'm pajamas in a field. (laughs) Look, I grew up in the West Country. (laughs) If you're not paralytic in a field when you're 15, (laughs) you're doing it wrong. Same in Lincolnshire. Yeah. I liked it because my brother's quite close in age, so sometimes it was both of us. So he'd be throwing up, <laughs> and I'd be throwing up. So it was just two birds, one stone. Man, the Lucases aren't doing it's, well. Hundred percent. My brother made me look good because he was always a mess. I was like, "This is fine. It's all I need." I was worse, I think, than that. I don't want to know. <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, anyway, fitness. On. anyway, fitness. Um, so you were running, and then when did you get into strength training? Wow, I got, well, I was always sort of doing strength training in the background. Right. But when I started running, I sort of substituted it, mm. which is bizarre when I look mm. back on it. Um, and then when I stopped running, I still, I started going to the gym again. I enrolled in a different gym in Dorchester and I went running with my friends mm. who I still see now. Mm. And um, yeah, and I got into strength training and then it, strength training was coming a little bit more on the radar for more people. It was yeah. getting a bit more fashionable. 
Um, I'm just trying to think of any of the people that were around then, but I can't think of anybody. Oh, people in the fitness industry. Yeah. Um, Davina. <laughs> oh, Tracy Anderson. Um, Tracy Anderson. Tracy Anderson. Oh, she's she is a crank. Sorry, oh. but she is. Do you remember that that comment she made about yaks butter? No. I I you know what it came off my time hop the other day. I think I posted it ten years ago because we know that she is a bit of a nut job. Uh, no, d- you know, disrespect. No, no. To, uh, nut but, well, <laughs> to nut jobs. Um, <laughs> she's uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's trainer, and we know that Gwyneth Paltrow is now coming out with vagina candles. So um, there's something not right. <laughs> um, but Tracy Anderson known. said that if you have 100 calories from yaks butter, she made the yaks very uh, prominent, um, or 100 calories from um, which is weird. I think she said Diet Coke, which is bizarre because 100 calories of Diet Coke yeah. is a few, uh, about a gallon. Yeah, like you literally, it's like not point one calorie. Yeah. No diet. Some kind of fizzy drink. And then she said, um, you won't store the calories from the axe butter, but the calories from the, the fizzy drink will float around in your bloodstream because it won't recognize them. And, and I remember reading that thinking, oh, I don't think I'm going to do her workouts anymore. <laughs> Too far, Tracy. Too far. There you go. Go to bed. I can remember you doing Davina McCall. Uh, yeah. Man, this, this, this podcast is just you <laughs> absolutely burying me. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, where's the dog? But it's all part of the journey, isn't I it? Know. Because even though we laugh about it, at least you were making the effort. You know, you were making taking that first step. Damn right. Everybody. Yeah take a first step and, and not maybe more people nowadays probably make a better first choice because of the fitness industry but it wasn't really prominent yeah then. of course and um, I'm trying to think if this leads into us moving to London well um you remember I was 17 and I remember doing Davina and Tracy in the living room in oh. Way, oh. <laughs> not like mom I remember um, watching their fitness DVDs in Fallington. In, no, was it Fallington or yeah. was it Alan? Oh no, you did. You were doing um, Trace. We, we were doing Tracy Anderson Ballam as Ballam. well. Yeah. So so that was when I was seventeen. Um, my dad was working away in London Monday to Friday, and then driving home for the weekend back to Dorset. And then mum wanted to get into fitness. Mum got made redundant. Yeah, and I wanted to be a personal and trainer. And she wanted to train as a personal trainer. So obviously the thought was, well, if dad's going to London Monday to Friday anyway, and mum wants to be a PT, there ain't a good business for PT in a little sleepy town in no. Dorset. Mm. So they decided, oh, we're going to move to London. And mum's from London anyway. Um, so they basically said to me and my brother, like, oh, you can you can stay here if you want. I was in the middle of my A, a levels. You want to go to fashion retail. Yeah, but um, uh, <laughs> I wanted to study fashion. Um, and then obviously, where do you study fashion? You study fashion in London. So I was mm. like, fuck it, I'll, um, I'll come with you. Max, my brother, my older brother stayed and then I mm. came with you. And then when we got to London, where did you start working first? I can't remember. I was working for the RNLI. Oh shit, the lifeboat thing. Yeah. No, that was that's Dorset. Yeah, but I but I got transferred. To, they oh, transferred me to the yeah, London yeah. office. So you're working in you yeah, okay. So I was you, doing part-time and studying. Ah, uh, okay. So studying to be to be a PT and also working in the lifeboat. Yeah. Thing. Okay. And then where did you get your first job in a gym? But just yeah, I just wanted to say something. When I did my PT course, 
we didn't have um I d it was all written down is it as shocking as it is to do it now at the pt level three because it's still not that great is it mum did it with future fit which yeah, weirdly is who i did it with <laughs> i did mine on a laptop and mum did hers with it with a quill and ink <laughs> <laughs> by candlelight yeah. <laughs> and I i'm getting in on this i'm i shouldn't be rinsing like i should <laughs> Thought we were roasting Sasha. <laughs> my first, I did my PT course and I qualified. And the first PT job I ever got was in Fitness First in Russell Square. Oh shit, it was in Russell yeah, Square. It was, Bloomsbury. Yeah, Bloomsbury. Very posh. I remember that gym. Yeah, it was, it was underground. All right. it was yeah. all right. There was a few, and you, uh, there was a few famous people used to train in there. Oh, who? Name drop. Jimmy Somerville from. I thought you said Jimmy Somerville. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> right, let's draw a line under that one. <laughs> oh, you know who Jimmy Somerville is? Oh, I don't. From the um, I can't remember what their name is. I don't want to start singing anyway. <laughs> no, don't start singing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at him while you carry on. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Jimmy Somerville. Anyway, that's by the by. Yeah. But do you know what? When I started to be a PT, the thing that scared me was paying PT rent. Oh, what was it in? Oh, this will be interesting. What was PT rent in Future Fit Blooms? A uh, Future Fit, uh, Fitness First Bloomsbury in night in nineteen hundreds <laughs> during the Black Plague. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, five hundred quid a month. Wow, that's cheap. That's London. That, well, but then I'm like, that's expensive for back then. But that's what I pay now in Manchester. But. Fitness First had three tiers, and I don't know if they've still got it. There's a blue, um, a platinum, and a black. Okay. And the blues were the cheapest. Yeah, so blue is like standard gym for anyone. Yeah. And then obviously like a premium gym, and then and then um, uh, you worked in the Black Label. Yeah, I did London, London Bridge. Bridge. I worked at London Bridge as well. Yeah. But when you're at Bloom's, that was eight hundred. Eight hundred. Mm. It's weird now in in Will in uh, fit, uh, Total Fitness in Wilmslow. Mm. In, um uh 1200 quid Isn't yeah but it's nice? all relative to yeah, what you charge people of course so just yeah. talk through yeah so i became a pt yes yeah, so we became a pt and literally i would work i would get in there at six o'clock in the morning and i wouldn't leave till six and i just worked and worked and worked to get my face known mm -hmm. and i t i spoke to people um i and I got a quite good client base quite quickly. And in the end, the manager, he was lovely, he was uh, from New Zealand. And he said to me, he goes, he took me to one side and he said, look, he goes, you're going to burn yourself out. You need to take some time off. He goes, you work so hard. Mm. He goes, I respect you for yeah, it, but... but take some time out. So I took some time out and I got a really good client base in there. Mm. And, um, and that's where it started. I never looked back. I never worried about the rent because... I always got it and I could all I think when you're a PT paying rent you should always be able to afford to lose a couple of people yeah yeah no for sure mm. yeah um so that was Bloomsbury then London Bridge blah blah, blah. so what did your fit when you were working in what you've forgotten one that I, another one I worked at no, let me think don't tell me because you used to come there I thought I came to the London Bridge one. you did as you've been to all of them um Stretton, oh, Stretton Hill, Stretton Hill. We used to get oh. our nails done next. <laughs> Stretton, yeah, but Stretton. No, but it was a black yeah. label. Shit, yeah. 
Oh, nice. Gym. Yeah, it was a nice gym. Yeah. Old, so like, <laughs> um, and then, so when you were working the fitness first, which is is fitness first still around? Yeah. Um, yeah. What did your fitness look like? What did your training look like? That's when I sort of start, obviously was taking it a bit more serious yeah. because I was more interested in it because I wanted to be able to deliver sessions that I had experienced myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still quite a lot of, um, you know, a, hip training was coming into fashion yeah. a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because that hip came in, well, what year is this? I was I 20, so maybe yeah. uh, 10 years ago. No, no, I was younger, 13 years ago. Yeah, also you had started having fads sort of started Creeping to come in, in yeah mm-hmm. um what was my fitness like just sort of coming in I always used to do my cardio before weights oops big Oop. mistake <laughs> well it depends what kind of yeah cardio. it depends yeah sorry see that was another myth coming in yeah there, wasn't yeah of it? course yeah it depends what kind of cardio um, but I used to run for about half an hour on the treadmill and yeah. then I'd do my weights and then I'd do um my stretching and then I'd cool down and yeah like drink, like it like a typical um PT session from like where you, what you learn from Future Fit, right? yeah, and then and then where was the cardiovascular element? Where was the yeah? I had my protein shake in the forty-five minute anabolic window. Oh god, um, <laughs> with a banana, obviously. Got wow. to replenish those glycogen yeah. stores immediately. <laughs> anyway, and then it sort of and I can remember. I used to when I was working at the RNLI in London. Mm before I just wanted to say one mm-hmm. exercise I started going to fitness first before I started working there okay, in the mornings yeah. uh Ballum one no the fitness first in um embankment the little oh, one. Oh yeah god I remember all these gyms yeah that was the first gym I belonged to when yeah, I went to yeah. London yeah anyway and I used to stand on a BOSU ball upside down <laughs> <laughs> bloody BOSU balls I thought this was, I didn't think people actually did this. Yeah. No, they're still around now. You see stuff all the time. Was... Why are you, te- why, sorry, just to butt in. A, a BOSA ball is unstable, right? <laughs> the average person is very unstable. <laughs> why are you putting an unstable person on an un- unstable object and asking them to do biceps? Or, or battle ropes gets me when they're absolutely like wobbling all over the shop. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, I'd get the 10K bar you know like the yeah, ones the fixed, that were on the, yeah. the fixed ones and I do squats on them Christ and I used to think I am good but you know it yeah. was a learning curve Absolutely. again no regrets but you everyone does it right everyone does those things where you're like oh my god like looking back why why the, yeah. everyone just missed that word why why yeah, because when you were doing back squats on a boat, so you you didn't think this is you, you didn't think you just thought oh, I'm doing squats and this will probably help with this. So you were just trying to make it make it sense. Yeah, but I probably make sense. But when I think about the how I how I did it, I probably saw somebody else do it. And yeah. Thought, oh, I'll do that. I'll and do then, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that looks quite difficult. Let me try. <laughs> Bloody, it's difficult. I'll tell you that. <laughs> now you've got to do it on your head. Yeah. The boses were very fashionable then. Yeah, yeah, boses. Yeah pretty much dead now i think well or for rehab you can use yeah yeah okay we'll let we'll let them off with that um okay so you got into weights and everything so we're talking um 13 years ago now um and then how long did you work for fitness first i worked for fitness first for the whole time that i was in the uk Oh no, because then when I left fitness, so then Pure Gym opened in Balham and Pure Gym hadn't even, the whole concept, yeah, Oval, sorry, 
the whole concept of the 24-hour gym hadn't even started yet. Oh, wow, yeah. And Max actually found that job for me. He oh, said, look, there he goes, there's a, a gym opening in Oval. No way. And I went along. He said they're interviewing for PTs. And I thought, well, that'd be so much nearer. Yeah, easier. Easier. So I went along and it, the gym hadn't even been built. And it was, oh, wow. the interview was in a little room. And that's where I met Flick. And all, oh, wow. all those, all, yeah, John. Yeah, John you know, uh, yeah. was, was Jack there? Yeah, then? boxing nutrition. He was one of the first ones. Yeah, no way. So and we all sat in a room and that, and we were told that this is going to be the gym. And, and this was before Pure was even a thing. Yeah, this, this is yeah. when it Look how massive they are now. They dominate the market, don't they? Well, they survived the, um, the lockdown, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had, they was, they were so, they're so successful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were doing fine. So then, so we lived in Balham and then, so mum was um, working in Oval. Which... And I was still working at London Bridge. I worked oh, both because okay. so... I didn't want to, I didn't want to. Yeah. You both talk, you're both talking to me like I have any idea of the concept of London. I was <laughs> in the weekend and there's me like with me, like I'm like Joey from Friends with the big map out. I'm like, well, where am I? No so idea. In um, Southwest. Right, okay. Southwest yeah. London. Yeah, over the river. Over the South river. South of the river. South of the river. Um, cool. So mum was starting there. And this was when I um, had moved back home to London. Yes. Um, and I was working for a company in Moorgate, Longford Valley. Yeah. Wow. And I used to go to the gym. I used to get up with mum at what, quarter past five? Yeah, and then we'd have a coffee or something, and then we'd just leave, and we'd get on the tube. And yeah, get, do you remember? We yeah. go to we go to the gym in Oval, mm-hmm. and I was uh, nineteen now, so eleven years ago. Um, and then I'd train, and then shower, and then I'd say bye to mum, and she'd obviously be training her clients, and then I'd I'd go to yeah. work. Do you remember that? Yeah. Do you think, Sash, as well? Then because of your mum getting into it, that was like one of the catalysts for you getting into it. Yeah, I. I wouldn't have got into it if you didn't. Yeah, because Max is interested in it as well. As, yeah, so... but Max is interested in it, but he probably got into it because it's more common for boys. Maybe, yeah, maybe. But I definitely got into it um, when mum did, and it was something that, without sounding cheesy, it was like something that we bonded over. Yeah. It was a similar interest. Um, but when I think back to training in um, Oval, God, do you remember what you said? <laughs> Remember I used to wear? Oh yeah, remember your little outfit? Victoria's so. Secret. Oh, I've got Victoria's Secret bra. Yeah, they're fine. But I remember I had a peppermint um, <laughs> sleeveless hoodie. Do you remember it? Yeah. And it said pink on it. And um, and then I had some Nike uh, leggings and stuff. And you know what? I had, even though mum, you know, would you t- teach me when you could or whatever, when I was training in that gym, I had absolutely not a clue what what I was doing I would get all my ideas from this is when YouTube started like oh yeah remember so I used to watch um so this was 10 11 years ago I used to watch Nikki Blackheter oh yeah I remember her oh somebody I didn't mention as well but go on Flavia remember Flavia Del Monte oh yeah oh my god we're going back now so I used to watch Nikki Blackheter Flavia Del Monte, which is, I mean, just the name in itself. Was uh, she on like some sort of reality show not long ago? Yeah. I feel like I recognise her. Oh, she was alright. She, she used to do very good core exercises. Yeah, to be fair, she she was okay. Um, Meg Squats. 
Oh yeah, who's course. still very successful. very successful now? Um, who else did I used to watch that I used to love? Oh, like um, Max Tuning. Um, uh, who was Nikki Blackett's boyfriend then? Christian uh, Guzman. Yeah, but like, I was more interested in the relationship rather than that. Oh yeah, and then it started to become like. Um, then me and mum got really into it. It was like a lifestyle thing, and we—it's all we talk about. Yeah. And and we went to what's that really cheesy? Oh no! Thing. Oh, oh no! Well, we went to Body Power. Oh no! I went to Body Power once, once, and one time only. I went. Oh my god! When the first time we went, that—that's how like I was really into the whole fitness thing. And the only person that I knew that was also into fitness was mum. So oh, wow. we went and it is weird. You like drink pre-workout like all day. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're taking this flavour, it's cherry. And the girl who's given it to you has just got these massive fake tits <laughs> and like a thong on. And she's like, hey, try this. And you're, and you're like, at the time you're like, oh my God, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Doesn't she look amazing? And then, <laughs> and then people are queuing up to have pictures. Yeah, so over them. That bit I didn't get. That that bit confused me. I was like, huh? But back then, um, the fitness industry wasn't what it is now. It 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 was all about it's sort of where it's sort of it's like a hill. It was sort of started really low, then it really peaked into some yeah. monster, and now it's sort of leveling out a yeah. bit more sensible now. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was extreme. It was um it was bodybuilding, fitness. Mm. For in in my opinion, then and from from what we saw through our lens, mm. was if you were into fitness, you were into bodybuilding. And yeah. if you were into bodybuilding, you are either in a cutting phase <laughs> or a building phase. <laughs> we don't play with maintenance. We don't we don't, like, we don't mess with it. Yeah, you and it's through the cutting. Yeah. God, yeah. And you know what? And we you know what we did it. We had my fitness pal, mummy, cutting or bulking. I'm gonna bulk. Okay, sweet. I'm even cutting. Max, even Max with the conversation on the phone. Oh hi, mum. Oh, are you cutting or bulking? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or then, and then a week after. Oh hi, Max. Max, what are you doing? Oh, I'm bulking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We joke about it now. We joke about, it, but my our dad, my dad was never. He didn't give a shit. He still doesn't give a shit. He's like complete. So it was like me, my mum, and my brother were all into it. We'd just be sitting having dinner. I'd be like, the uh, the protein to carb ratio. Is <laughs> I don't know what kind of stunt you're trying to pull here. Why are you trying to sabotage me? But there's too many carbs and not enough. Can't you? When we went to Mexico and Max was like bulking and we, we had to find like chicken dinners every like three hours so he'd get really bad. <laughs> yeah, he we went to Mexico on holiday and Max was bulking, but this was in his, Max, he, he won't listen to this, no. so we don't have to worry. He was so, this is like where the obsession comes in. He was so into it. That like if he didn't get his protein like every three hours, he'd like get a really big food with us. <laughs> and I'd be like, Max, it's not it's not that serious. And he'd be like finding a gym on the beach. And... That was funny. Yeah. So we we all got a little obsessed obsessed with it. Um, I'm just wary that we're just talking about the past. Yeah, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just wary that poor Jess hasn't had a, hasn't even said it. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm fine. I'm here for the ride. I enjoy it. My my uh, experience of growing up fitness is is just different. My, my, my I used to do Lorraine Kelly occasionally in the living room with my mum. Lorraine Kelly. I didn't even one. know Lorraine Kelly. Oh yeah, 
the, the classic where it was like, if you've not got a pair of dumbbells, get to your cupboard and get a couple of cans of beans out. I'd be like, Lorraine, I'm there. <laughs> I'll go get the beans, mum. Don't worry. I'll get us sorted. I'm with you. I'm with you every step of the way. I just, when I think of Lorraine, I think of Bo Selector. Oh, do you? Yeah, let's not, that's another let's not go down that now. Yeah, no, and also, can you remember when she got done for tax fraud, but she was like, no, Lorraine Kelly's a character, so that's why it's a separate person. And she got away with it because she was like, it's a... It's a business. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's a personality. Um, <laughs> anyway, enough about Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are about Lorraine Kelly. But it is, it is. I think everyone, maybe everyone who's listened to this has maybe taken their fitness to that level where it's been like too extreme at some point. Where it's, where looking back now, they were like, I went too far. I went too far. Cross yeah. the line. Yeah, but it's, it's we laugh about Yeah, it. but that's how it's changed that it was fashionable to be over the top with it yeah mm-hmm. what it, what it really was and we were so it still is I think it was yeah maybe because we, yeah. we were obviously I was into it Max was into it you were into it yeah we were just it was it was not everything because there was obviously a lot more it became like such a um it was our environment mm. and I think being in that environment then has taught me that I wouldn't want to be in that environment now and that's why sometimes like you know like body power is like a nightmare to me now and like being places where everyone it's like the gym is life mm-hmm. it's so off-putting yeah. to me now but only yeah. because I know what it's like to be like in the trenches with it and yeah. waking up and being like um oh I can't have that because uh, I know that my lunch is going to be well I need and and I'm just like Ugh. yeah all that complicated all that stuff. complicated stuff that almost like a a sliding scale though isn't it because you maybe start out and then you have no awareness of anything and then you get awareness and all of a sudden you're like oh my god the the plate ratio of your calves in fact you get really like stressed out about that but then you then start to realize that you can only live that way of food is fuel for a certain period of time before then it it's probably too obsessive and probably damaging your mental health so then you need to kind of dial it back and go yeah, I need to make sure I'm getting my essential macronutrients in the day, but also I need to also learn to live my life and enjoy going out for a pizza with my mates on a Friday. Exactly, and, so, it's, and it's not a cheat meal. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, the cheat meal thing. I used to do in, that. In my on my <laughs> on my Instagram oh profile, it used to say cleanies. <laughs> <laughs> in your bio. <laughs> <laughs> What a loser! What is that about, eh? Yeah, but it, it's like it's um, not that long ago. That's the well, thing. It's, quite, it, it's like a virtue signaling thing. It's like, unfortunately, when you get into the fitness thing and you start to practice it to a religious, um, well, it's when it's your job. But it is, of course. But you start to, unfortunately, we don't anymore. Can we, side note, <laughs> we've changed. Um, but you do start to look at other people I know I did in the office I worked in this is I'm talking 10 years ago but I used to like if I looked at someone's lunch and there was like no protein I wouldn't say anything of course I never would but I'd text mum be like mum uh Sharon <laughs> has got a baked potato <laughs> and there's no pros and mum would be like oh god <laughs> oh god chaos is going to ensue for her at 3 p.m she's not going to know what's here Exactly. But, but it's funny. We can laugh. About I know it. you have to laugh about it, and it and it is. But I must say that mm. I do make sure I get my protein in. Of course, yeah, we're not. We're not saying. No, it, no, we're not it's saying so we shouldn't. 
for, so, for, so for anybody's listening that's a bit older, it is very important to get your protein in. Mm. Well, it's very important to get your protein Yeah, but in. when you, you get older, you, you need more. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, because as you get older, um, you know, muscle mm-hmm. atrophy will yeah. that. Well, obviously, the, I wanted to go into it a little bit. We won't go into too sciencey. Um, but at the end, I do think we should chat about the new study that's just come out a little bit. Because very, Definitely. very, very interesting. Um, mm. So I'm just going to look at my notes. because There are some questions. Obviously, I knew it would yeah. go off on a tangent. Um, so let's talk now okay yeah 56 living on a mountain right um what does fitness look like to you now and what are the habits that you maintain consciously and then on unconsciously and because you live on a mountain i presume you don't wear one of the altitude masks to train in because it's really popular on the treadmill. <laughs> you know what i you, remember that you do notice it up here Oh, completely. Yeah. That yeah, just for the just just for the record, you very, you yeah. notice it and, very much. And are we five hundred? Yeah, five hundred feet or no, meters. Meters. Yeah, that's right, four hundred and something feet. Yeah, yeah uh, above sea level. So I know people will be like, oh, altitude, but you, when you run up, yeah, there, you, you do, do you, do you definitely know. notice it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So fitness, fitness now. What habits are conscious? What are unconscious? And what does like fitness mean to you now well I think that um I suppose conscious is actually doing my physical workouts Mm -hmm. always always obviously Sasha's my trainer (laughs) um so Sasha does all my uh, all my workouts for me and I always do my two I only do two workouts a week Tuesday Friday Tuesdays and Fridays um I do I don't like to miss it I must admit (laughs) But not in an obsessive way. No, not in an obsessive way, but it's just so important to me. Yeah. And I think it's just for as you get older with aging, longevity, it's so important to keep yourself strong and to stop yourself from falling over when you get older. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that's such a big one. Like Yeah, just to stop yourself falling over because the biggest thing about people getting put into um homes. like homes when you get older is because they fall over. And they can't look after themselves again. Isn't that mental? And that, if you look at that, that is such a simple thing to correct. Oh, yeah. What, what, Just yeah. make somebody stable yeah. on one leg. Yeah. So exactly. Sasha's got you on a BOSU ball, is she? <laughs> I've already done that in my life. <laughs> no. See, so I a lot did, of yeah. single work, a lot of single leg work. I program for mum. It's very simple. Like we said, it's two sessions a week. Mm. And- but she said she doesn't like to miss it. But if it's two sessions, you're probably not going to miss it. Yeah. You know, that's why I always say to clients, like, not less is more if you literally want, you know, you, you've been training five times a week for, for five years. But I would rather you completed those sessions. Imagine if I put four in and you never did them. It'd be so hard to program because I'd be like, well, you've done single leg. Yeah. You've not, you've not done this. So how many are you definitely going to do? Two. Yeah. Easy. And now I, I can program relatively easy yeah and I know if I can I try and do my own I do a little one on my own as well yeah. I do for my like yeah. a e-mom or something e-mom right across it <laughs> um and then okay so that's training so that's um, a conscious effort that's a conscious effort effort so yeah you consciously make the effort to do that um and you run I run a couple of times a week as well nothing like I used to run I yeah. used to run like 13 miles before work in, nice. in Dorchester <laughs> 
And what would you say, like, so I started my training my mum, my mum's 60. I started training my mum uh, at the beginning of the year. Yeah. She um, is diabetic. It's the genetic thing. So she's, it's not a diet led or anything like that. Although uh, diet will definitely help. Um, and that's something we're working on. But I think for her, she finds like, she goes through phases where, and again, she won't listen to this. <laughs> she goes through phases where she's a bit like, oh, I don't know is there any point in me starting now? Which obviously I'm like, of course there is. There's so many benefits. Do you want to be fit for like, she's got three grandkids in another 10 years and another 20 years. Like these things are really important. And from a, like a, a muscular development point of view, it's really, really essential for her, for this genetic condition that we've got. But it's really hard now getting that fire started. Coming from your background of you, it's always been present. Yeah what would you say to someone who is obviously a bit older than you, but like, I don't know, any words of wisdom to be like, yeah, like this is, this is so important and why? I would say one, one, I would say it's never too late. Never. Never, ever too late. I think people think about it in their head and overcomplicate it. Mm. You know, all your mum's got to do, and I don't want to belittle that. It's not, of course she's got to, um, you just got to do it, but it's, do what you tell her for a couple of times a week. Yeah. And before she knows it, things will change and she'll and she won't know it's happening. And then in a, a year's time or something, she'll think, oh, oh God, I didn't used to be able to do that. Or you yeah. know what I mean? She's already reaped loads of benefits from it, like from the first six months. And then she's had a bit of a wobble recently because there's been other things which meant she's not been able to train. And she's like, oh like proper beating herself up over it. And I'm like, like, this is normal. Like you are going to have periods where you don't get to train for X, Y, or Z reason. But if you can just make it like you, like it's just, it's a non-negotiable every Tuesday, every Friday. It just happens. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I just do it. And and I I still look forward to it. Yeah. I, I still get a buzz from it. Yeah, you leave comments on the sessions. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, yeah. I'm, so, I'm so good. I feel so good after, I've, well, most of the time I feel really good after I've done it. Mm. Yeah. But you also, um, so mum and dad live on, you know, 400 whatever feet. Yeah, yeah. And we're surrounded by mountain bike tracks because this is a big mountain biking area. Yeah. So, uh, and obviously you've got Sykes, the dog. So. Um, That's so cute, by the way. Please see Sasha's Instagram for future cuteness he looks like to me a mixture between a professor and a loaf of bread <laughs> he I actually thought he looks like really intelligent you know when you put on your story the day of you like date night and he literally looked across the car at you like yes he's an academic yeah he's an academic yeah. he's thinking all the he's time he's thinking all the time um so obviously walking is a huge one um and just staying active and and it's like yeah okay mum trains twice a week for 45 minutes but then we've got 168 hours in a week so mm. walking there's there's running a couple of yeah. times there's the, they've got huge gardens so there's it's doing the garden watering the plants pick uh, going to pick the veg yeah letting the chickens out um putting the chickens back in <laughs> putting the so in the winter we have like um it's like a special heating system they have over here and you, and all the bags of pellets they're wood pellets they're all 15 kilos you never get any difference Mm. a massive amount but it Quite but it's lot. also it's unstable because it's got pellets so it's air in there so so every every day in winter I have to lift up 15 kilo about two or three 15 kilo bags above my head and yeah put them in there so just things like that do yeah. you know what I mean being able to do that 
Yeah. And it is, it's like actual things that are going to improve your life, not things that you don't, you're not thinking, oh, I want to be able to like deadlift X amount, or I want to be able to like really get definition in my shoulders. It's like, yeah. actually, I just want to be able to do the things that I need to do in life to get by. Exactly. It's like when we went to that um, waterfall the other day and we pulled ourselves out, didn't we? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah we went into I it. get that quite a lot from clients when they say like, oh, I had to get out on like, you know, them uh, inflatable water courses and stuff. Yeah. And they go on yeah. holiday yeah. and they go, oh, my God, I got out. I got out on my own. And they're like so surprised and happy. Yeah. With themselves. Like, it's, mega. it's so simple, isn't it? But I always think like. Um, it's really hard. I don't know, Jess, if you feel the same. Well, mum, obviously, mum's a coach as well. We're all coaches, so. That stuff is so important. Mm. It's stuff that, you know, hopefully we don't have to worry about at the moment, right? So stuff that you're going to need to do when you're older. Yeah. So when people do have these goals, I want to do a, I'm just going to name some goals people have. Um, a 100 kilo deadlift, double body weight deadlift, um, a three, sub three minute Fran and CrossFit and like loads of these things. It's like, yeah, okay, that, that's absolutely fine do it if you want to get after it then absolutely it's, it's a great goal to have but in the in the background life goes so fast yeah you know and yeah. people say oh yeah I'm not it's like not worrying about a pension I'm not worrying about this it's like it will creep up on you so mm. fast and if you I would hate to look to be mum's age say and look back and be like there were so many little simple things that I just could have done and my life would be so much yeah. easier now you know, and people like were overworking and trying to get money and like, oh, I, I need to get the blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what's money if you can't wipe, yeah, your, wipe your own yeah. ass? Yeah. There's a really good book that um, I've just ordered that someone recommended to me, which is called like Die With Zero. And it's about like dying with zero pounds in your bank account because it's like you can't take it with you. And it's the same in regards to like your health and your fitness. It's like, what can you do now that is like living as if, like tomorrow is your last day like are you actually living it to its fullest yeah exactly and it's it's so hard to communicate that because when you're coaching I mean I tend to not coach under 25 year olds usually not because out of choice a little bit just because I feel like they need to find where yeah. they are a bit in the world but mm -hmm. um just because uh, older people tend to tend to come to me so it's a little easier but it is like a pension you, putting money towards your pension every month when you're 28 right you think, oh, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm, I don't need a pension yet. And that's like training, isn't it? It's like, yeah. you're paying in a little bit all the yeah. time. Even if you're not really into fitness and you're not really bothered about this, yeah. you're paying into it. So when you're older, you've got a nest egg of like, okay, now I don't have to work and I can relax with my husband or wife or whatever and not have to worry about it. And it's like fitness, it's like, I don't wanna get old and have to having someone rely having to rely on someone to do the most basic things is a bit scary to me yeah you know and imagine and obviously dad's fine yeah, you're fine yeah. and I'm very grateful that I never have to worry like I'm not like oh you know my mom's on the mountain yeah. and she's hobbling with a stick and yeah you know and that's why I'm so thankful that you got into it because I never worry about that but also when you get clients you it's not sexy to sell to them. So what are your goals? And then they say something and you say, well, I can, and they'll say, oh, what should I, well, I can make sure that you can get out of a chair. You know, they're going to think, what are you talking oh, about? Like, oh yeah, I love it when you say things like that. Back of your mind, 
Yeah. That is basically just being able to get out and do a walk for half an hour. Exactly. And that's why, you know, when I program for people and they want to do things that, I don't know, they want to rush something or they want to do something that's quite extreme within sport, you have to, it's our responsibility to communicate the um, the things that can happen if you take it that far. Yeah. Like there's so many people coming out now, which CrossFit's relatively new, right? It's, in, it's uh, a new yeah. sport. So it's really interesting. Was it like 2007 was the first game? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not that old. So we actually don't know the consequences. Oh, yeah. So we don't know that yet, which is really interesting because now we're going to start to see that. And I think that's going to be really, really interesting. I already see it at work in CrossFit Gym, like I've said before. Um, But training in a really extreme, stressful way usually will lead to stuff down the, you know like Craig my coach he's 41 on Tuesday and he did CrossFit a lot um and he he says to me like I'm a little bit worried because he notices things like you know handstand push-ups for example which is bizarre mm-hmm. anyway like his neck creaks mm. he hasn't done CrossFit for, for yeah. years but he's like well my, my neck creaks when crunches. I it. crunches yeah mine does creaks. why does yours I don't do? know Jane does as well it must be something when you well, get he, older he thinks that his, his is quite He's like, I can literally feel it and everything. Yeah, but like it's a more of a, I think it's more of a prominent thing. And he knows it's from that. So he's like, little things are getting, you know, his back goes funny. Sometimes he has to go see an osteo and he's very fit and healthy. So he's Mm. like, I know that what I did in competitive CrossFit is going to bite me on the ass. And I'm a little worried about it, you know? So I can't tell people really about that that it's going to be detrimental but we're starting to see the signs of it and and unless someone's got a really good reason to go after a really competitive goal like that if they're not quite capable of of expressing the work if you have to it's our responsibility to be like but I guess it's as well like what people have done in in regards to the diets and stuff that they do in the past and stuff as well because obviously I know metabolic damage to a certain extent people are like oh some of it's a myth but it does have a detriment to your overall health and well-being doing that time after time after time and then expecting yourself to be on top form of course you're not going to be because your cells are like what the hell is going on like what are you doing to me why why are you giving me too much protein why are you taking it away why am I just drinking juice now (laughs) what is going on that's like really it's nothing extreme is good for anybody though is it no but human nature not me and not jess yeah. and not you and most people i know to be honest but there are uh, some personality types oh definitely yeah that thrive off extreme chaos and yeah. extreme and they feel like um it's like the saying that i got from that book it's like oh this woman wanted to run three not that running three times a week is extreme but it's just an example um oh i really want to run three times a week and then the guy said well but she's not doing any and she's mm. like, like well why don't you just run once now and then you can build up to that. And she says, well, what's the point in that? It's like, she would rather dream yeah. three times and actually do it once. People want more, 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 yeah. more, more, but when they're not even doing the bare minimum. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like anything, isn't it? It's like, you know, um, it, I would say with people with like with the water, of course, I would love for people to stagger two liters of water out throughout the day. It's going to be much healthier to do that than me go down two liters of water <laughs> in 10 minutes and they're like oh my god like the waterboarding themselves or some sort of torture like <laughs> okay yeah it's like joey with the milk yeah like you yeah. know like, carry those gallon things around yeah it. like, that's it's so unnecessary yeah but 
it's part of the identity it's part mm. of the culture it's part of the extreme but it's just it, it's tough to communicate that because people want to go after stuff like that which is absolutely fine but we as coaches we also have the client's best interest in heart whether they have it in their heart mm. or not you know um it's so it's so tough because they're like no I'm paying you now and this is what I'm paying you for and it's like well I can't help but think that this is going to put you in a bad way so I want you let's just have a chat about it and then you know what sometimes most of the time they decide against it and it's not because I'm pushing them it's because I'm uh, I'm helping them increase their awareness around why they want to do it in the first place Mm. I think a lot of the time it is just saying like to somebody when they say right I want to I want to do this I want to do that and okay you have to say at what cost at yeah. what cost would that mean not in and in, in out they might say oh well it might mean I'm a little bit fatigued for a couple of months if I'm really trying to push myself on my training it might mean that I'm a bit um under recovered it might mean this this and this and it's like okay that's the cost in the short term but what's the cost in the long term oh well I might actually really seriously injure myself or I might actually do and it's it's kind of like digging a little bit deeper because we've said so many times before in this podcast is what we're all terrible at is looking into the future and looking at our future self because we don't see past the three-month goal or the whatever because we we are so short-sighted when it comes to fitness yeah but you never think you're going to get there yeah Yeah. you never think you're going to get there you only ever think about next week or the next couple of months you you know you don't think about in hmm, 20 years <laughs> you, you get, yeah. it's not real you don't even think about a year when no. you know what? I'm I think I'm quite good at that I always think about a year for some okay. reason like, like Jess my best friend's getting married next set, August September and I'm like oh you know what I'm I'm uh, doing the wedding I want to yeah. I want to feel good for that and that's it that, you know yeah and I won't some people wouldn't think like no they think would, well in six weeks before that I'm gonna I'm gonna do a six-pack abs workout <laughs> yeah good one that'll be good yeah exactly yeah. we we want like you say Jess um everyone wants everything yesterday yeah but, everyone does. but putting the, the a little bit of work in every day is just something that people struggle with so much it's so much easier oh god it, and that's the thing people are making it so hard mm. like it's you're making it so hard just relax yeah but they almost want it to be hard yeah so they don't have to try because they're thinking oh i'm never going to be able to do that and if something's hard you've got more of it of an excuse when you don't follow it through and yeah. like, this isn't me picking on anyone but like if something's easy and you can't do it it can be a really big hit to the ego mm. and like, oh, I can't even, I couldn't even eat a, a fucking vegetable every day for a week. I am a failure. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, it's just like, you're not used to it. So just try twice a week. Yeah. But people, sometimes I, I think people find it very hard to accept where they are now. Yeah. What do you think? It's like reverse engineering it all, isn't it? All the time, everything all comes down to reverse engineering. When I train for a marathon, you don't go, okay, I'm going to do 26.2 tomorrow. You go, okay, I'm going to try to do a mile tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, little baby steps. Exactly, it's like losing weight. I've got 20 kilos to to lose. Fuck, that's quite a lot. Okay, but you haven't got one kilo to lose 20 times. Yeah. You know, just focus focus on that first one and then relax. You'll probably lose it. It's not that hard to lose one it's everything in it it's the same with debt it's the same with saving it's the same with like trying to get a promotion at work okay what do you need to do to get people to notice you then what do you need to do to get that qualification then do what do you need to do it's like people thinking oh 
like again like look it's the applicable to everything like and I always think if you can just get that one action out of the way that gets the ball rolling like I had a client the other day and she was saying oh I don't think I'm gonna get my steps today and I said okay but could you put your trainers on and go outside for one minute and she went well yeah I could do that and I said okay do that for me today and then she got to message me and said I went out for 20 yeah that's all I wanted from you so exactly but people don't think that that's anything yeah people don't think that they don't think of all the little chunks that make the big chunk they think of the big chunk that they can't they can't do it exactly and and i think well that will probably be going on to beyond our life (laughs) yeah ultimately um but it, it, it is it is really frustrating um so speaking about little bits um because i know people will probably be like oh you know Mum's in good shape, blah, blah, she's 56, she looks good. Sleep and food. Oh. I never <laughs> The two thought, things that we fucking don't shut up about. I never thought how important sleep can be. Oh. But if I said to a client, oh, uh, oh, oh, fine, I want to lose this. Like, how much sleep are you getting? They think I was like, no, 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 I don't know. No, no, I want to lose. <laughs> yeah. Sleep is so important and going to bed at the same time getting up at the same time um how much what's your sleep like my sleep is um i i go to bed and i start getting tired um but i would say between nine and ten i go to bed and when i tell people like that in the uk honestly some of them just can't believe how early that is yeah but you get tired because it's your rhythm i wake up in the morning i would say between half past five and half past six yeah nice that's pretty solid that's good it is it's it's funny people my accountant she's also my next door neighbor and she's like uh, 60 ish i don't want to offend her um and she was like the other day on about sleep and she said oh i had to go to sleep about half past 12 i can't I'm just not in the mood to fall asleep. And I was like, if you saw me and Matt at like, me and Matt at like 10 o'clock are like, curtain short. Like my favorite thing is to get, I literally am so happy to get into bed every night. It's my favorite thing. Favorite thing. But also your accountant and neighbor, she, that's just, that's completely within her control. Some people- She's asking me about health and asking questions. And I was like, well, how do you sleep? (laughs) It is the biggest, uh, I think, with me and Craig and Dan who I worked with were talking about this the other day apart from awareness because if you're not aware of anything then what's the, what's the point in anything anyway mm-hmm. sleep is just the umbrella yeah it, it, sleep is decisions so we base our fitness around the decisions we make every day to, yeah. to be healthy and do what we need to do if you don't sleep you won't make those decisions no so but people don't you know you can you can communicate that over and over and over again but when it gets to nighttime and they're up with a partner and they're watching fucking true crime or whatever, it's like, yeah, okay, you can do that if you want to. But if you want to achieve what you've, you've said, that isn't an option mm-hmm. to stay up till midnight, one in the morning. You, you can do it, do what you want. But you've also said that you want this. What do you want more? You know, and there's nothing wrong if your priority is to stay up late with your partner. If yeah. you enjoy it, go for it. Mm. If you want this that it it's not yeah. Yeah. and what about um what about food food is just uh very simple food over here for starters yeah. i just make sure i just i eat loads of vegetables yeah absolutely eat. piles of them yeah great and but you have a what a shake in the morning or something. yeah i do 
<laughs> I still have my shaker and I always have, uh, um, I normally have a shake in the morning because I'm not hungry for breakfast, yeah. but then I don't want to leave it too long because I, I just think I should have, I just yeah. want to get my protein in. <laughs> I do because I'm getting yeah. older and yeah. I need it. When you're in your mid fifties, you need to get <clears throat> that protein in. Yeah, you do. And I, I don't want to get my protein in to look like a bodybuilder. I no. want to get my protein in so I can move my limbs when I get older. Yeah. Do you do you feel like your appetite has changed over the years? Um, I get that quite a lot with some of my clients who maybe uh like fifty and above. How they say I just don't have the appetite like I used to. Or they, they're trying to convince them not to be in like 1,200 calories, basically, because that's what they've always believed. Yeah. I'm right. really that hungry in the morning. And yeah. I have been. So I don't think my appetite has changed at all. Even though your job used to be like you used to, would you say you were more active when you were in London or more active no, now? I've never been more active than I am here. Mm. Because the whole everything that we do is keeping the house and the garden we've got yeah. two acres whereas in London I'd go out be active and then when I was in the flats more mm. often than not I would be sitting down yeah yeah very active now which I think which is no, helps massively but also it's very yeah. in the summer here obviously it's very hot and like I've been here for one two five, five mm. days and mum even said to me like you're you're not eating as much as you used to it's like fucking hot yeah and you, and and when it's hot your appetite uh, well me anyway yeah. I, I don't you know I you don't feel like eating like big meals you're just like oh I'm just gonna have a, a bit of this a bit of that yeah. um but then you always have um you have lunch and dinner with dad obviously yeah yeah and then how about like um quote unquote unhealthy food or whatever um and what's your view on people who who like to kind of demonize things like I think the more you demonise it, the more attractive it is. Agreed. So if you call it bad, it's going to make you feel bad if you eat it. Yeah, but, and so. I don't think, and I think, and I don't know why people do it. And they say, "Oh, I've been bad today." That what? drives me. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> you yeah. haven't been bad. What have you done? Have you killed somebody? No, you haven't. Yeah, You're absolutely yeah, I mean, <laughs> But I'm not in the mentality that oh, I, I, I open a packet of biscuits and I have one. I think oh, I'll just as well have the whole packet. I've never eaten no. a packet of biscuits in my life. No. I mean. I'm not I saying I'm an angel because of that. All I'm saying is I, I'm I'm just not that kind of person. Even when you um smoked a little bit of a, you know. No, I would never eat. No, I never. No, I would never use. I never used to eat a packet of biscuits. No, what was your food? <laughs> um, anything else but like <laughs> something oh. really tasty. Um, fruit corners. Fruit. Oh, fruit, fruit corners. corners. Yeah, fruit corners are always a favourite of mine on those days. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of it. No, oh God, no, it's fine. That's why I don't mind bringing it up. <laughs> yeah. um, no, of course, but but I think people, a lot of the time people eat the whole packet of biscuits because they've told themselves that they can't have any. So they think, oh, if I'm having it now, I may as well enjoy it. Yeah. And just, you know, and I've known, I know PTs who are like that. Yeah. You know, that it's a very common um, food behavior for people to have. Um, Which is why the cheat meal thing was probably so popular, wasn't it? Because it's like in a, it's like a get out of jail free card. Exactly. But we've it's never... like for the next two hours, anything uh, goes. Anything goes. 
But me and Dad have never been takeaway people. No, and, and that's probably that's probably why I'm Yeah, not. never. I mean, when we lived in London, we never had one takeaway. No, no, we had that Chinese member and it gave me the... Oh, yeah, the, yeah it was so... It was, <laughs> it was horrible. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, I had a bit of a funny tummy, yeah. didn't I? And it was all... If I get was, fish and chips, I've got fish and chips once. It was disgusting, that Chinese... Yeah, so... Yeah, anyway, uh, so I've I never had takeaways. No, no, we've never really been takeaway people, really. I've always cooked as well. Mm. Whatever happened, I always cooked. I mean, maybe it wasn't always the best choices of what I cooked, but I always cooked from scratch. Even when I lived on my own, before I had the kids, and I was, um, like, renting a room in someone's house, I still cooked myself a meal every day. Yeah. And my sisters used to say to me, God, how can you be bothered? Why don't you just have this or that? Or, and I think, no, I want a proper meal. Yeah, but I think as well, people put, like, so much emphasis on the fact that, oh, it's going to be so time-consuming, but we've spoke about it before, like... Oh. eating eating nutrient dense food or eating anything even if it, whatever it is that you cook from scratch can be done in like five ten minutes so easy oh so i'll tell you what a really good tip for anybody that's listening um get yourself a slow cooker oh yeah oh, dreamy, yeah. oh so good just bung you can literally bung anything in it in the morning and, and leave it good. for the whole day and you've got a really good meal at the end of the day there's certain convenience things that i love slow mm. Dishwashers, as we know. <laughs> rice cooker. I obviously I've never had a rice cooker. Yeah, but I, now yeah. I live in a Chinese household. Oh, of course, yeah. Obviously, they don't have a dishwasher. We discussed this. Chinese mm. people don't like dishwashers, apparently. Um, but or the first thing I think of when I think if if they're not in and I'm eating on my own, because we eat together quite a lot, the first thing I think of is I uh, put some rice in the rice cooker. Yeah. And then whilst it's cooking, I'll think of something. Yeah. And it cooks it perfectly. And I always make two portions and I'll make fried rice the next day. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, that's not me being like, oh, it's not a lot of thought. It's like, well, I need to eat something and I'm going to need it. Rice in the rice cooker. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's so easy. It's those, those convenient things are so like crucial. Like um, I get quite a few clients who say to me like, oh, I do like Gusto or I do HelloFresh. Is that yeah. all right? And I'm like, me and Matt do Gusto. I absolutely love it. It reduces my food waste because I never have anything left over which is a bit of a pain when you're like trying to muster something up. And I'm like, hmm, got a bit of uh, lure pack, a <laughs> spring onion, like absolutely nothing in the fridge. But it, I love it because it tells you how many portions of your, like your macronutrients on it. You've also got probably like three portions of your five a day on it. Stuff like that. I'm just like, what's wrong with that? When clients say to me in the beginning, oh my, I'm, is that all right that I do that? And I'm like, of course it is. Like you're cooking from scratch. Like, I couldn't ask for anything more really. Exactly, and people, but but also there's the convenience. But it's not actually. I have a client who he thinks that unless he has taken his food from home every day, he's failed. And mm. I'm like, you can. I buy my lunch all the time. It's, the choices are getting choices bigger are so, and bigger, aren't they? They're so good. Like I always say to people, because people say, so if you're for some reason they're like, you know, uh, they think, oh, you know, so if you're in town, like, what do you have? If I'm in town and I don't, and I'm just, I don't know, getting stuck, like running errands, I, some people would go to KFC and I find that, I oh. find that baffling. I mean, mum's had yeah. shits from KFC. Yeah, so. I that's a very long sit down process to, to say you're running errands to go get a bloody family bucket. Is like, Isn't it? I just, I, yeah. So my thing, so they say, oh, but where would you go then? It's like, as if there's no other choice. But I, you know, I know, I go to the big M&S on Market Street. I was just going to oh, say yeah. They do some amazing like salads and like they do those lovely wraps. Yeah, and they're lovely. Flatbreads, yeah. like really nice flatbreads. Flatbreads. And yeah. now they're in the one on Market Street, it's fantastic. 
they've got like um, a hot counter with like hot chunks of uh, you know sweet chili chicken chica whatever and they've got boxes of um salads like ones without dressing ones with dressing they've got like a, a hot cat oh I'm so it's like jealous. if you can't go in there and find something I'm like how can you not it's it's even like when you like obviously we're not all blessed with living in a city center um but even for my clients who are like around here and stuff I always say to them like yes don't get me wrong the choices are uh, more limited than if you're in a city however even petrol stations now have like a boiled egg in a little pot yeah. or they even have like a protein bar or they'll even have like some like carrot batons or whatever yeah of course they've got less healthier choices aligned with your goals but the also is there's a lot more now you can go to mcdonald's now and get a fruit bag you'll be sound yeah, it's yeah. all right all will be well McDonald's now i mean you know and get a grilled non-fried chicken wrap yeah. yeah it's not it's not the best but it's better than nothing exactly and i think that's the thing people always think it needs to be this top tier and it's instead it's like okay but how could you just make it like one percent better or what's the the next level and um the nutrition course that um, I have mentioned before that I do, it always talks about like nutrition, like transformation game. So for example, if a client comes to me in the beginning and their go-to breakfast every single morning is a 500 calorie creamy coffee from Starbucks and a chocolate croissant, rather than me telling them, you need to go home and make an omelet before you go out for the day. And then like being like, what? How am I going to get there? Instead say, okay, this week I want you to go to Starbucks and I want you to maybe get just a flat white coffee and still get your chocolate croissant. Yeah, yeah I can do that. Yeah. Next week, can you get a whole grain muffin and a flat white? Yeah, I can do that. Week after, can you maybe get just like an Americano and maybe try one of the granola pots from Starbucks? Yeah, I can do that. Then can you maybe take your own granola to work and still go to Starbucks? Yeah. Literally like layer it up until yeah. they get to a point where it makes sense for them. Yeah. It's upgrading. Yeah. You're, just, you're upgrading it slightly, upgrading it slightly, upgrading it Yeah. But it's the, the thing is, those options, McDonald's, KFC, um, uh, I would say McDonald's was much healthier than KFC. KFC. Yeah, because KFC is right. deep. Yeah, right. yeah, of course. But those things, right, that are going to tempt us or whatever, chocolate bars, whatever, it, it ain't going anywhere. Yeah, it's <laughs> always going to be. There's going to be more. Even though they're putting a tax on it or whatever, they could, right, if I wanted a Kit Kat Chunky, right, and I wanted one and I knew I was going to have one, I couldn't give a shit how much it cost. I want it, you know? Mm. And if it, oh, we're going to increase it to two quid, fine, I want the Kit Kat Chunky. It isn't going anywhere and it never will for the rest of our lives. So mm. if we say that and complain that there's too many unhealthy options, it's pointless. It's a futile argument yeah. because it's always going to be there. We need to upgrade our own intentions around like, yeah, but I'm not going to have a, that every day. Yeah. You know, have it if you want it, like a Kit Kat Chunky. Sometimes on the way back from work, I'll go to the the little shop near the train station and I'll get like a, a Kinder Bueno or a fucking Kit Kat or whatever. And I don't think, oh, oh what have I done? Yeah. But also, <laughs> I think about it, I just grind it down in about 10 the, seconds. The weirdest thing is when you start to eat properly or maybe yeah. I shouldn't say properly but like proper nutritious tasty food you don't want no. to go to KFC because no, I tell you what I, I would I just couldn't go to KFC KFC I've had it, it just doesn't appeal to me at no all. it's a bit gross unless but, you're really hung over then obviously everything changes yeah but everything you know <laughs> proper good home cooked food or even in a restaurant or a pub or something is just so much nicer so much nicer and you don't feel like and then if and a lot of the time people are under that um you know if they've had something 
horrendous uh, not horrendous if they've had like mackies or whatever then they think oh, I've had that I may as well just you know yeah. this this be a day right and I'm like that ain't getting you anywhere mm-hmm. ever <laughs> as well for like people who maybe regularly I think it's like an awareness around it like I had a client the other day who said oh I had a KFC because I was out and about I didn't prepare my food and rather than me being like oh my god I can't believe you did that (laughs) I just went I just was like okay cool how did you feel before you had it she was like oh I was in a bit of a rush I was like how did you feel when you had it oh it was all right it was fine and how did you feel afterwards I felt pretty sluggish and actually I was quite hungry quickly afterwards I was like yeah because there was not a lot to it so I was like use that as like an awareness thing to make you think next time actually what could I maybe do differently when I'm in a rush why is the rush thing a KFC bucket I'm confused (laughs) missing it all these years because it's advertised like that isn't it so it's advertised for um um do you want to feed your family on a lovely meal and not have to do any washing up or anything? And the mother goes out and gets about six buckets of UFC yeah. and they yeah. all eat it without having to do anything else. Honestly. Yeah. That is literally the world we live in. It's like yeah. Deliveroo. It's like when Joey and Chandler are sat on their chairs yeah. and they don't want to move yeah. and they um, order the food in and, they, the- and, they, and then they put a note and they, they <laughs> send it to Rachel and Monica's just so they can bring it over. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that's that was like the days before delivery basically exactly and delivery is, is everything so convenient you can have whatever you want you yeah. there's co-op on delivery now is there you don't have to do your shopping you know you can yeah. someone will literally bring you around a bag of like uh washing up liquid and bread oh and hand God, it to you crazy. before quick it's a bit bonkers yeah but i think um that, that was like the worst meal of the ever sash because of covid though a lot isn't yeah it? of course and a lot of delivery stuff has sort of even become more prominent because of covid oh 100 like my background before i went into full-time coaching is like was like e-commerce and retail and it's like the impact that covid has had on like the e-commerce world and and basically the convenience it's accelerated t- 10 years yeah. like we've, it's just gone on fast forward for sure yeah. it's like people working from home and my son always says he goes well, it would have happened eventually he goes but it's just like happened in over a year rather than the next oh, like, 10 years mm-hmm. yeah it would it, exactly and then people working from home obviously aren't moving as much i think it's a good thing because you like mum was saying her client like is so rushed off her feet but now she, you know, she starts she work at nine. You see, you've got all that time in the morning. You don't have to commute. You don't got to do this. Yeah, you take the commute. A lot of people are like commuting for two hours. Oh, that makes me feel ill, that two hours. <laughs> right? That's London life as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm just aware of the time. So should we, should we wrap this up? It's been an hour and a half. It's been a Joe, this is a Joe Rogan special. Didn't I say that um, sometimes... I, I could have can... gone on for about another couple of hours. <laughs> Sometimes me and Sasha realise we've got other stuff to do in our day and we're like, oh God, gotta cut it short. A paid job. Um, <laughs> no, but I think um it obviously uh we went over everything that I um that I wrote down. Um so yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, it was great. I really enjoyed it. it fun, I loved it. I love talking about this stuff anyway. Yeah. Like obviously me and Jess always say like we never plan this. Like, what did I write down? A few oh, things. Yeah, you, and it, you always, if it's something that you know, you know, you're knowledgeable about and you've experienced, mm. it's like, I could sit here for, for hours. Yeah. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I just so want to say one thing. Oh. Um, if we have, over the last year, when we've everybody's been in lockdown and everything, just take it as like a, a big lesson to look after yourselves yeah. more. Yeah. 
Get yeah. your immune systems working properly and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Just move. Yeah, yeah, just move. It's easy. Yeah, and it's free. And it's free. I was I was thinking I was listening to that Joe Rogan podcast that uh Uni Park the North Korean oh, one yeah, yeah. Everyone, and um, everyone needs to listen to that yeah I was halfway through it and it, it was actually when I was listening to it I was running and I was like how lucky am I that I can just run anywhere yeah. I want I can go yeah. wherever I like and just look after my body and do what I want to do like go home eat breakfast like yeah. how lucky are we to be able to do things like that in okay. the world that we live in yeah everyone yeah. should listen to that Yomi Park um, the North Korean activist. Um, what was the last study you was going to end on? Why don't you just finish on oh, that yeah. last week? Because I think it is really relevant at the minute, and then we'll, yeah, and then we'll listening, listening to it. Um, a study recently came. Obviously, we we're never going to take anything for gospel, and next year a study might come out completely removing its validity. But for now, um, a study has recently come out um, that was done, uh, it was 6,000 people, um, and it's basically about metabolism and how we have believed for a very long time that um, deterioration metabolically is uh, inevitable. Yeah, right? early, quite early. Early, yeah. So they used to say that when you once you hit 30, it's pretty much a downhill spiral, right? Um, so the study found that when you're in infancy, your metabolism is through the roof. You know, like yeah. you, you, one, you're, you're growing at a rapid rate, yeah. but you're always moving. You know, try and get a, a toddler to sit still. You know, um, so it it's uh, it's it's firing on all cylinders then, and then up until um, the age of I think I'm gonna get this right. No, yeah, it was, it was basically that before twenty doesn't really matter. We're, we're talking about after that. Between the ages of twenty and sixty, they don't really move. Mm. You know, and people are like, oh, oh, I'm, yeah, but I'm getting older, so I'm going to get yeah, big. People blame a lot of things. I'm going to get big around my middle. No, you don't have to. Yeah. Very easy to blame that. It's very easy. Because if that was true, then it, it, is, a, it is a way out. Yeah. Because it's like, well, yeah, you, are, you know, you might, I, I've, I've even said it up until now. Like, yeah, but you have to remember your metabolic rate yeah. slows down significantly. Um, you know, you're not going to be able to do the thing. You know, people say, "Oh, you yeah. wait till you wait till you're forty, you won't be able to eat like yeah. that." Well, actually, Karen, <laughs> I will be able to eat yeah. like this. It just yeah. shows that if you just so me and Jess, for example, we're thirty and we're active, blah blah. If we just keep doing what we're doing, no, nothing's no. going anywhere. No, yeah. you know, obviously, muscle That's loss does occur after yeah. that, and of course, it's a bit of gravity. Yeah, and you're not going to. Yeah, a bit of gravity. Um, but there is absolutely no reason why, at sixty, you can't be as metabolically healthy as you are when you're twenty. And mm. now we have proof. So it's like it's nice, mm -hmm. but you're like it. No. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good. It's always say isn't it self-fulfilling prophecy if you tell yourself the same narrative you'll live up to it like oh I can't do that because of whatever like I get quite a few clients who say oh, I used to be able to burn like I used to be so slim when I was younger da, da, da. it must be my metabolism and it's like or maybe it's because your lifestyle has changed so much you used to walk to university every day you used to stay up dancing till 3am you used to not really eat that much because you couldn't afford to all these things so it's it's all it's all relative so kind of that I think that study is a massive positive way to end on because it's like you, you it's not what you always thought it was the trouble is it won't be in the mainstream media so 
No, yeah. and because they don't they're want you to hear it. People won't want them to hear there it. There are companies making millions as we speak now mm-hmm. that are selling diets to fix metabolisms yeah. that were never broken. <laughs> <laughs> so they're literally they're, they're, they're sat there la- laptops and sweats just pouring. They're like, um, do you want to buy my food? It's like, no, <laughs> mate. It's always been bull- bullshit, but now we know it is. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. Um, that was great, Mother. Thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Lovely um, to meet you, Jess. Yeah, lovely to meet you too. And I can't wait to my for my invite in the post to Italy next time. Absolutely oh, it. You're always welcome. Oh, oh great. Welcome. Excited. Bugger um, off COVID and I'll be there. Bring, bring your trainers. Bring your trainers. Oh my god, yeah, I can train at altitude. You can show me up big time. <laughs> um, yeah, mum and dad have an Airbnb, so if anyone's interested. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah so next week um episode 12 jess and i as always don't know what we're going to talk about yet we always decide near the time um but i hope you got this this far into the podcast we're very appreciative of every listen um and yeah great yeah. perfect back right. next week back give next it a share week. if you enjoyed it guys please do as always and yeah we shall um see you all next week okay Ciao. bye, bye.